Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Unquabbed Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. What are we talking about? Well, we start the show with a prayer. We will review the five most powerful storms in modern history because we did not get to it last show. I guess which storms aren't on the list. Then the ups and downs for the week. Did you know this? The Legal Alien Invasion Report, and what's up with our schools if we get to it all. Colored me skeptical. We also got a foot of sweat, heavy snow. That was the accumulation. Yep, it was a foot. It's st- Global warming. It's still melting. <laughs> you walk under the trees, it's like it's raining. At least most of the big bombs have fallen off. Yeah, wonderful global warming. The, the giant bombs just falling in snow. Anyway, it's melting, but this was this isn't this isn't normal for fall. This storm is normal in spring because of the wetness of the snow. But fall is a little like spring, so I can see how it could happen. But hopefully, it's no more snow in the forecast, and uh, maybe I can get something done next week. All right. So, it's time for a prayer. That's your prayer. Oh, yeah, that's my prayer. Oh, my Lord, my God and Creator, I wish to thank you for my life. I wish to always try and make you proud. I will endeavor to always do your will, but if I take the wrong fork in the road, I will trudge back towards the fork no matter the hardship, so that I may tread down the right path towards you, my God. Amen. All right. Five most powerful storms in modern history. I'm tired of hearing about how these are these are never happened before. It's this global warming. Here's another thing. Uh, humidity actually takes power away from tropical storms and not add to them. Or hurricanes, same thing. They don't. They like dry air. So see, even their premises, they don't have any science background. And they open their mouths because it's well, it makes sense. Because it, more humidity, more water in the air, then there'll be more water for the. But it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Just because you want it to work that way, it's not how it works. It's actually the opposite. So again, when it comes to science, there is there is none. I keep wait. I'm waiting for the real scientists to come forward because 90% of the people who call themselves scientists are political hacks. 
No, you heard me. Any scientists out there? 406-565-4189. 406-565-4189. All right, from Constitution.com. In the midst of the worst hurricane season that the United States has faced in over a decade, we thought it might be worthwhile to take a look back at five of the most powerful storms in modern history. Fix that one on the fly. Four of these have taken place in the last 50 years, but one goes all the way back to 1900. In looking back at a few dozen and of the most powerful storms in recent recorded history, the one thing we know for sure, really bad storms have always been a part of life on Earth, global warming or not. Some of the most devastatingly powerful storms in human history happened more than 100 years ago. Is climate change making matters worse now? The fact that we haven't seen a real hurricane in over 10 years would seem to argue against that fact. But according to the leftist climate fearmongers, Harvey and Irma are proof of their assumptions. You know, what happens when you assume you make an S out of you and me. I'd say the historical record is proof that they're wrong. One, Hurricane Patricia was the second most intense tropical cyclone on record worldwide, behind Typhoon Tip in 1979, with the minimum atmospheric pressure of 872 millibars. In Mercury, uh, it's 25.75. In America, we we tend not to use the M bar. We tend to use the inches of Mercury. Um, Originating from a sprawling disturbance near the Gulf of... Tehuantepec, south of Mexico, in mid-October 2015. Patricia was first classified a tropical depression on October 20. Initial development was slow, with only modest strengthening within the first day of its classification. The system later became a tropical storm and was named Patricia, the 24th named storm of the annual hurricane season. Exceptionally favorable environmental conditions fueled explosive intensification on October 22nd. A well-defined eye developed within an intense central dense overcast, and Patricia grew from a tropical storm to a Category 5 hurricane in just 24 hours, a near-record pace. On October 23rd, the hurricane achieved its record peak intensity with maximum sustained winds of 215 miles per hour. This made it the most intense tropical cyclone on record in the Western Hemisphere and the strongest globally in terms of one-minute maximum sustained winds. That's just one. Maybe two will be Erber and Harvey. No, it's not. Galveston Hurricane, 1900. The Great Galveston Hurricane, known regionally as the Great Storm of 1900, was a Category 4 storm with winds of up to 145 miles per hour, which made landfall on September the 8th, 1900, in Galveston, Texas, in the United States. It killed 6,000 to 12,000 people, making it the deadliest hurricane and natural disaster in U.S. history, unlike what, it, what these progs and everybody's spouting about this being worst storm ever. It's epic, yeah. No, not number one, not number two. We'll have to see if it's number three. 
Disaster ended the golden era of Galveston as the hurricane alarmed potential investors who turned to Houston instead. The whole island of Galveston was subsequently raised by 17 feet and a 10-mile seawall erected. Hurricane Mitch was the second deadliest Atlantic hurricane on record. The storm, still no Irma or Harvey. Just saying. Uh, the storm was the 13th tropical storm, ninth hurricane, and third major hurricane of the 1998 hurricane season, along with Hurricane George's. Mitch was the most notable Atlantic hur- uh, no, uh, hurricane in the season. At the time, Hurricane Mitch was the strongest Atlantic hurricane observed in the month of October, though it has since been surpassed by Hurricane Wilmoth. What kind of name is that? The 2005 season. Four! Will it be Irma and Harvey? Let's see. Hurricane Katrina was an extremely destructive and deadly tropical cyclone that was the costliest natural disaster and one of the five deadliest hurricanes in U.S. history in the United States. It was the 11th theme storm and the fifth hurricane of the 2005 Atlantic hurricane season. Uh, don't do the name things anymore because they started naming every storm. Look how many name storms we had this. Uh, uh, yeah, they're naming even snowstorms for goodness sake now. Right. So they never more name storms name storms than ever before because you're naming everything. You're supposed to save for hurricanes, cyclones. The storm caused severe destruction along the Gulf Coast from Central Florida to Texas, much of it due to the storm surge and levee failure. Severe property damage occurred in coastal areas such as Mississippi beachfront towns, where boats and casino barges rammed buildings pushing cars and houses inland. Water reached 6 to 12 miles from the beach. The storm was the third most intense United States landfalling tropical cyclone behind the 1935 Labor Day hurricane and Hurricane Camille in 1969. Overall, at least 1,245 people died in the hurricane and subsequent floods. Try mail. Making it the deadliest United States hurricane since the 1928 Okeechobee hurricane. We weren't the Okeechobee. Total property damage was estimated at $108 billion. At 2005 level USD. Roughly four times the damage wrought by Hurricane Andrew in 1992 in the United States. Five. Will it be Irma or Harvey? Will it? The suspense is killing me. Nope. Bola Cyclone, 1970. The 1970 Bola Cyclone was a devastating tropical cyclone that struck East Pakistan, present-day Bangladesh, and India's West Bengal on November the 12th, 1970. It remains the deadliest tropical cyclone ever recorded and one of the deadliest natural disasters, up to five 100,000 people lost their lives in the storm, primarily as a result of the storm surge that flooded much of the low-lying islands of the Ganges Delta. This cyclone was the sixth cyclonic storm of the 1970 North Indian Ocean cyclone season, and also the season's strongest. 
The cyclone formed over the central bay of Bengal and November 8 and traveled north, intensifying as it did so. It reached its peak winds of 185 miles per hour on November the 11th and made landfall on the coast of East Pakistan, now Bangladesh, the following afternoon. The storm surge devastated many of the offshore islands, wiping out villages and destroying crops throughout the region. In the most severely affected Upazilla, Tasmudin, Tasmudin, <laughs> what's that? Oh, 45% of the population of 167,000 was killed by the storm. Altogether, more than 500,000 people lost their lives because of the boldest cyclone. Five deadliest storms uh, in modern history. You got it. And you even got a little bit about the storms that weren't in the modern history that are actually stronger than the ones we're looking at. Plenty of hurricanes. Hurricanes have always happened here. It's just the way it is. It's just we have more people closer to the ocean and in low-lying areas than should be built there. 500,000, the way things are now, if we got a real bad storm and they didn't evacuate, we're talking millions of people would be dead. I was just amazed that they got so many people out and so many people into shelters. It was truly a feat. (laughs) Well, it was up to the people. He told them to go. If they didn't go, not his fault. And I can't believe they're already fighting over FEMA funds. Oh, because it's limited resources. Everybody wants everybody wants the chunk of unconstitutional money. Sorry, there's nothing in the Constitution allows the Congress to dip into the Treasury to rebuild homes. Show me in the... No, the Commerce Clause does not apply. No, it doesn't. There's no commerce going on. Even if it was, the Commerce Clause is all about states interfering with other states' commerce. That's it. That's what it's about. Nothing more. You got it? That's it. Stop reading into things. And and don't listen to SCOTUS. You can listen to me, but I urge you to look up anything you think I might be wrong about. And if you ever find anything, you need to call me and tell me so I can correct it. Like, I'm going to correct, I said on air, uh, I thought it said it was seven years, and so that make it odd, an odd year election. I looked it up. It's six. I was wrong. They were going to do seven, but they didn't. They chose to do six. So, yes, all all the House of Representatives, and the, uh, they're every two years, so that's an even year, and then six years is an even year, so, yeah. There won't be any thing going on, at least Senate-wise, that I know about this election, at least not in my state. All I know is, I don't vote R or D. You don't give me a candidate that I I am willing to vote for, I won't vote. Or I'll vote third party. No, I don't care. I've had it with the whole mess. I, look, we gave them everything. Everything. All, all the branches of the government, you can't get a dang thing done. Why? Because Mitch McConnell, old McDonald, and Paul Ryan are progs. They're all progressives. Right-wing, left-wing progressives. Didn't you notice I kept saying the leadership is helping Obama the whole time he was in office? I mean, they were helping him. They wanted this agenda. They're progressives. 
they got the cover. They can say, oh, we, we don't agree with the president's blah, 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 and we do stupid pizzas and then make sure the legislation gets gets through. Uh, now that we have some of we want the legislation to get through, nothing's going through. And it's, I know it's frustrating. It makes you angry. But understand, I've been telling you this for a long, long time, many, many moons, that they're, they're, the Republican Party was taken over by progressives. And that's just a fact. That's who the elites are. They're elite socialists. That's a progressive. So they're going to join, without looking like they are, they're going to join the effort to resist Trump. I mean, so we gave them both houses and the presidency, and their answer is, we don't want to get anything done. Unless it's destroying the country. I don't care what you have to do, people out there. You vote out these people. If you have to vote Democrat, vote Democrat. I don't care. This has got to end. We can't be putting up so-called Republicans uh, and uh, say they're conservative, and then they're not. And this this means nobody understands conservatism because they think they're conservative, and they're not. There's nothing conservative about them. <sighs> All right, the ups and downs for the week. Like, I just give you enough to worry about. Down from... A- AOL, North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un, I'm going to call him Kim Jong-un-able, no, that ain't right, i got to come up with a name for him, Kim Jong-un, uh, KJU, no, it doesn't work, I'll figure something out, has apparently been using old Google Earth photos to pinpoint his targets, the Independent reports that he's been studying dated Google Earth images as a further develops his nuclear program. An affiliate at Stanford University Center for International Security and Cooperation says that North Korea has no satellites of their own and has to use publicly available images. The latest propaganda photos seem to show him studying maps of Anderson Air Force Base in Guam from six years ago. All this coming after tensions continue to escalate between the U.S. and North Korea. The toughest sanctions package ever unanimously passed by the United Nations Security Council was just imposed on the country, meaning North Korea. The U.S. drafted ban capped crude oil imports as well as banned the country's textile exports. Oh, what was that supposed to be? Oh, good, it down. It was pretty much down. Well, you know, I hate to break it to everybody. We didn't move the Air Force Base, so six years, two-year-old, six-year-old, whatever old, that's still where the base is going to be. And if it's going to be a nuclear strike, you don't even have to be that close. We're in a bad spot because of two previous presidents allowing this regime to get nuclear weapons. Two previous, no, three Three. Started with Clinton. All right. Uh, from the Washington Examiner. An 11-year-old boy from Virginia got his wish to mow the White House lawn after writing a letter to President Trump earlier this year. The press secretary, Sarah Sanders, 
tweeted a photo of Frank Giaccio pushing a lawnmower in the Rose Garden early Friday. Giaccio wore earplugs and safety glasses. Trump later thanked Giaccio for his hard work. A video posted on Twitter showed, I, I don't know how to say his right, name right, I'm sure, Gaiaccio kept mowing when Trump walked out to talk to him. Sanders read Frank's letter during the Daily Press v- briefing on August the 2nd. Dear Mr. President, it would be my honor to mow the White House lawn for some weekend for you. Even though I am only 10, I'd like to show the nation that young people like me are ready for. I admire your business background and have started my own business, Sanders read, saying Giaccio had recently turned 11. I have been mowing my neighbor's lawns for some time. Here's a list of what I have, and you are free to pick whatever you want. Power mower, push mower, and weed whacker. I can bring extra fuel for the power motor and charge batteries for the weed whacker, the letter continued. (laughs) Ten years old. We got millennials graduating from college that don't have his work ethic and entrepreneurism. Maybe they should go start lawnmower businesses because you got to start somewhere. These millennials are screwed up in the head. Let them start their own business and see what, what real work is all about. Nobody works harder than a small businessman starting a business. He's got to do put in long hours for little pay, if, if any pay. How much does he charge? Normally $8. That's ridiculously cheap for today. I used to get $5 back in the 70s. He's only charging $8? Who who can't afford 8 bucks to have the lawn mode? But he said if there's other things involved, he may have to charge more. Well, of course, more work for you and also work... We're tearing your equipment and gasoline and oil. So all these things have to be taken into account when you're trying to run a business because if you charge eight bucks and it costs you ten bucks, you're losing money. And at 10, 11 years old, this kid gets it. Do you know where he's put all his money? In the bank. Just heard him interviewed on Tucker Carlson. No. No, not Tucker Carlson. Water's World. Water's World. Um, this, and that was the one that got the president's attention. And anyway, he keeps his money in the bank. He says, my bank. Hey, Water's World went piggy bank. Actually said piggy bank. And two other things. And he, and he just went, my bank. He assumed piggy bank. I think he's wrong. I think he's smart enough to put it in the bank. You know, it's amazing. He's doing the jobs that Americans don't want to do. That's right. Without without illegal aliens, no one's lawn will be mowed. This kid didn't even know how big a how big a thing he was doing. It shows it shows that whole rhetoric is idiotic. There's a ten year old boy has his own business mowing lawn. Nobody wants to mow lawns. Oh, he seems he does. I'm sorry. He's and he's he's not a legal alien. His name looks Italian. 
The first job I ever had, I was 14 years old, and it was a babysitting job. Because I, that's what girls did back then. Yeah, I didn't have a job because I was in military school. Okay, but you were in military school. <laughs> yes, um, we used we are the last generation of people that have actual work ethics. Oh, yeah, once I got into military school and came home, I started working, doing just what he's doing. Mowing lawns, doing landscaping, and then I got a paper route, and that's how I made money. When I, and then I took that money and put it towards a boat and built a boat, so I, a clamming boat, so I could go out and make even more money. And the bay was very good to me back then until the big dredges came and destroyed the whole Great South Bay and made it dead, and I knew it was going to happen. When we lost the fight to stop them from dredging the bottom, company's name was Slager. He had two dredges. I was watching those dredges work. I'm like, there's nothing. There's going to be nothing left. Nothing. Tearing up the eelgrass, which is essential for the ecology of the whole ecology, not clams. Uh, But, like, he pulled, he cut all the clams out of the bay and all the food, too. And so there. Pretty much you could get crabs, and that's about it for the longest time. Oh, skates. There were skates. Well, and Which I didn't know was good eating. I threw them back. Those wings are really good eating. I worked at Islip Speedway, which was like seven blocks from where we lived. It's where we never ran into each other. I, w- I used to go every weekend to, to, ra- to go there, and I also raced there. Yeah, and we found out later on this show that that was the first raceway ever built in the United States yes, of America. Very first, that's right. And we lived, I lived seven blocks from it. We started the revolution. We started the, the idea of this, and that developed into NASCAR. Yep. But Little old Islip. Islip Speedway got her done. Yes, it did. It was fun because I liked it when it was dirt. Well, the Remember reason, when it was dirt? And I, at the midget racing? I love the midget racing. The reason I bring it up is because, again, doing jobs that Americans don't want to do. I worked behind a counter, okay, a burger joint in there. It was hot. It was very hot. It was hard work. And I did it. What do you mean you can't get somebody to work in a restaurant? I, well, I worked in a restaurant. I was a dishwasher for a while. I couldn't take it, though, because everyone smoked back then. All this, everything just went into the tub, and then you had to wash it all, and it was disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. It's like wet, disgusting cigarettes. I couldn't take it. I hate cigarettes. I hate this. I hate the smell. I hate everything about them. And so I had to tell the guy, "I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore." I didn't know he'd be inundating me with cigarettes. It's it's gross. It's just I'm going to throw up. So I had to go get another job. But I did that job, and I would have kept doing that job if it wasn't for cigarettes. The jobs Americans don't want to do. Yeah, most people didn't want to climb. It's hard work. But I liked hard work. I had no problem with it. It was exercise. And I got huge doing it, too. But uh, I made a lot of money. You know, for 15 years old, I was making like $100 a day. That's a lot of money. Some days I didn't get $100. But it was rare in the beginning. And then the, the whole, it got hard to find clams for a while. Which meant I got even more money for less clams, not less work. But I didn't. I I just wanted my hundred bucks. That's what I'd work for every day. But with that, we're gonna take a break. Jeff Quapin Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause 
We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. The mainstream media has failed the American people once again. Internet radio networks like Red State Talk Radio will not fail you. Tune in 24 hours a day, studios A and B. Great conservative programming around the clock. Red State Talk Radio, the dominant force in Internet conservative talk radio. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Hey there. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. 
Welcome back to the Aquabrid Radio Show, our half of one. Ups and downs. No. <laughs> Good for the little boy. Good for Donald Trump. Hey, he likes entrepreneurism. Well, then the other thing is, everyone just take a deep breath when it comes to what's coming out of the damn ho- a White House. Because these fake news... Is all over the damn place. I, I know. They're all saying he's gonna. He's back. He's going to back out of the. Not back out of the TPP. He or he already is back out. He's already out. What he said was, I'll re-examine it, and if I can get a better deal from America, then I might re- rejoin. But that's not the. That's not the meme that was going around, was it? I know, I you can't trust anything that's coming out of this White House because the people that are in there hate his guts. Meme. Everybody hates his guts that are in politics. He's undoing all their work, everything they've done. He's changing the game. They don't like. They like the game the way it is. Yeah, and that's our fault. Yes, it is our fault. Because we've been watching this circus of bread for... Decades. Way over a hundred years. Decades? Over a hundred years. All right. Down from CNSNews.com. Based on a Freedom of Information Act, FOIA, lawsuit against the Department of Homeland Security, the government watchdog group Judicial Watch was able to obtain further travel records from the Secret Service showing trip costs of uh, $3.7 million dollars. That combined with earlier travel records reveal that travel expenses for President Caesar Barack Obama and his family have cost taxpayers to date $105,662,975,000. Oh, wait, nope. That's not a comma. That's a point. Sorry. It's $105,662,000. I'm not doing this right. I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. <laughs> See that thing looks like a comma. I gotta get that on my face. One hundred five six. Okay, one hundred five billion six hundred sixty-two million nine hundred seventy-five thousand point two seven. Now, why did they have to get this information from the damn Department of Homeland Security? What the hell? There's no accountability for government spending anywhere. It's still bothering them. Million. Uh, oh, because it's 105 million. I said billion. I'm doing that because Susan read it to me earlier. It's $105,662,975.27. And again, why did they have to go to Homeland Security? Uh, I don't. Why is Homeland Security having travel records of the president? Probably because they have to, pl- they have to provide security. Why is... Well, I don't know why any branch does what any branch does, and we've been down that road before. Let's not start that. Unless you want to bore everybody to death again. Here we go. This one, under this one. Giant monstrosity up there. It's like it's like a family tree. <clears throat> All right, down. From CNSNews.com. You just read that. You were struggling over the amount. Oh, that's right. I apologize. Uh, travel costs for President Donald Trump and Vice President Mike Pence to date equal 
$7,560,425.01. The latest batch of FOIA documents obtained by Judicial Watch show the following. Show the follow? Really? They show the follow. Mama Obama's trip to Morocco totaled $244,218.01. Mama Obama's trip to Liberia totaled $107,809. Mama Obama's trip to Spain, $166,062.48. President Caesar Barack Obama's November 2016 appearance at a Clinton campaign rally in Orlando, which, by the way, he should have to pay for. That's a campaign trip. And it's time for the administration to go after them for this money. They got money. Let's make them broke again. I'd like to see them broke and out of politics. Obama's is coming back. He has a whole training institute that is training people to fight Trump. This is so, he's never been presidential. Nothing he's ever done, this is the worst thing he's ever done. Once you're a president and you're gone, you shut up. It's not your time anymore. It's someone else's president. You fade into the background. He didn't fade into the background. He's been running this resistance movement from a mansion in Washington, D.C. Now, he's going, he's building a learning center to learn how to be a resistance community organizer. Nothing, because he wasn't president. He had to listen to that little Iranian all the time. Valerie Jarrett was really in charge, not him. Okay, where was it? President Obama's October 26, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, 26 trip to Los Angeles. Total $195,855. Mama Obama's October 2016 trip to a Clinton campaign rally in North Carolina totaled $26,502. Sorry, you can't use our planes for that. You can't spend money on campaigning. No, you have to raise your own money for campaigning. You pay for your own flight and your own food and your own hotel. See, they're not doing that. They're getting paid to vacation. Then they get paid to go campaign. Was Obamanus ever off the campaign trail? Really? And by the way, I am thoroughly convinced that they stole the second election of Obama. There is no way he won. I'm sorry. He he made the government, half the people in this country hate him. But they had it rigged, so he won. And they figured they rigged it even more for Hitler, and Hitler lost anyway. Oh, but she got the she got no, she didn't really get the popular vote because they've already stated over three point five million illegal aliens voted in the election, plus the dead people, plus those that voted twice. You have, we're talking. She did not win the popular vote. What? Okay. Something interesting happened. Okay, the Obama's family trip in August 2016 to Martha's Vineyard totaled $2,684,271.36. Obama's 
Obama and his family Christmas in Honolulu. Total? One... Was that a... Okay. $1,862,230.74. Combine the cost with previously released costs, and the total so far is $1,005,662,975.27. It is troubling to see such massive amounts of money being paid out for trips that appear to have minimal value to the public interest said Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. It is frustrating to have to file multiple FOIA lawsuits and engage in long-running court battles to get basic information about the cost of the president's travel. But that's how it is. They don't give up anything. They're corrupt, they're slimy, they're sleazy, they're underhanded. They are scum of the earth. All right, up down from the Washington Times... Police made nine arrests, a large crowd of protesters rallied, and a nearby building was occupied, but otherwise Ben Shapiro's speech Thursday night at the University of California, Berkeley, went off without the mayhem that was has plagued recent conservative events. Inside Zellerbach Hall, the conservative author Bundit received an enthusiastic reception from students and, other, and others, including several who said during the Q&A session that they disagreed with him on many issues, but supported his right to speak. The reason I am here is because fascism does not own this university, because there are students here who do want to hear differing views, who don't want to be told that they can only hear one view, and who don't believe the First Amendment should should die under the jackboots and Birkenstocks of a bunch of anarchists, communist pieces of garbage, said Mr. Sapiro to applause. Outside, a crowd estimated more than 1,000 chanted slogans. That's probably, it's probably 100. Chanted slogans and cheered speakers who denounced Mr. Shapiro as a fascist. While a group of protesters briefly occupied the nearby Martin Luther King Jr. Center, according to Berkeley Side. Four people were arrested, primarily bringing banned weapons into a six-block zone near the hall, which was heavily patrolled by campus officers and Berkeley police. Some of the protest signs called Mr. Shapiro a Nazi. The name might ring a bell. Shapiro is a Jewish name. And an alt-right figure. He's not even close to alt-right. He isn't even as right as I am. He considers himself a liberal. Some of the protests I call Nazi and alt-right, Mr. Shapiro is Jewish and, according to the Anti-Defamation League, is one of the journalists most targeted by anti-Semitic harassment in 2016. At one point in his speech, he even pointed to his yarmulke. The funny hat on his head. I don't know why he felt compelled to wear a yarmulke to a not not a synagogue. Usually, they only put them on go into synagogue. They don't wear it twenty four seven. The ones that are uh, really um, what's the word I'm looking for orthodox, they wear regular hats. Black everything they wear is black. Not to mention the hair shirts they wear underneath their shirt. 
to make sure you're uncomfortable 24-7. Well, you give it up to God kind of deal. But these these kids don't know anything. They, they could, can't put two and two together. They just don't know how to think at all for themselves. That's why they'll just denounce what he says. You're not listening to him. You're outside listening to speakers saying he's a... He's a Nazi, he's a fascist, he's this, that, and the other thing. And everybody's cheering for, oh, good, I'm glad. But you but you didn't participate in listening to what he had to say. He was very, it was very low-key question and answer back and forth. Uh, he, he proved the point about abortion to one of them that kept saying over and over and being the same stupid. He's like, can, if you are in a, uh, here's one of them, if you're in a, coma can i stab you to death he said no i I think i don't no i don't think you can well he can't he he doesn't want him to uh anybody can but the point was you're saying a baby is unaware and so it's okay to have an abortion but it wasn't okay for me to stab you you're in a coma and you're expected to recover that's not okay? Then it's not okay for the baby because the baby is not in a coma. The baby is self-aware. The baby it can feel pain because it's not a fetus. It's a baby. I know. You said that last show. I know. Well, they just try to desensitize. See, if you call it a yeah. fetus, yeah. it's easy. You say baby and everyone freaks out. Yep. Again, changing our language. That's what the left does. Labels everything the opposite of what it is. Calling conservatives watch genocide. Genocide has always been done on the left, not the right. But they were they were taught the opposite, and this whole world is inside out, upside down world, and these kids are confused beyond belief. Trying to unravel that nonsense is difficult to say the least. And by the way, you got a lot of these kids are protect. There are professional. They are now professional protesters. There was even a guy being interviewed in Waters World. He said the same thing. He said they're mostly the same people from occupied Wall Street. <laughs> they they get paid to do this. This is their living. Now you know why they show up. They're getting paid. Seventy to ninety dollars a day. To do nothing productive whatsoever. Oh, maybe they should wear a beanie hat with a little propeller on it because they remind <laughs> me of doofus eye. Okay, down from Nine News. <clears throat> In case people needed a reminder on how not to interact with wild animals, the Aspen Police Department issued detailed press release. Reminding people not to use a bear sighting as a selfie, a selfie op. Oh, God. Did they put their arms around it, too? Because are they like Bear Boy? They let them lick them? This is from, the, tasty. Man, this is from the man who calls them puppies. I do. But I can interact with animals at a superior level than most people. I just learned that. I, I used to fix other people's dogs after they ruined them. 
where was I? Oh, the selfie op with a bear. Any bear. I don't care which one it is. No selfies. Telephoto, photograph the bear all you want, dummy, but don't get close. Because if they're hungry, they're going to eat you. Especially black bears. Seriously, if you're wondering why a police department has to take the time to write these words and should honestly be common sense, common sense is dead. Read on. On Wednesday, Aspen officers spent a bulk of their day monitoring a mom and two bear cubs who had taken up residence at a tree on the Hyman Avenue Mall. That night, the situation escalated. The mom and cubs finally decided to come down from the tree and were greeted by a fairly large crowd of photo takers and those that insisted on trying to get close enough to take selfies, Sergeant Rob Fabrocini said. He's with the Aspen PD. Fabrocini recalls, among other things, witnessing a woman walk up to the bears trying to take a selfie while carrying her child. You read that right. A mom with her child approached three wild animals. We were about 30 feet away, and we were trying to do the best we can to keep people away. But it's a large area, and people get by us. And, you know, every couple of minutes, I'd turn around, and like I said, there was a woman holding a child within five feet of a bear, trying to take a selfie with her back to the bear, uh, which was uh, very aggravating to see that, said Sergeant Fabrocini. Now, if you're taking a selfie, you can see behind you, officer, the the, the back-facing camera, the selfie camera, is pointed at your back. You can see where the bear is. In the phone. Okay, the other thing about this that I don't understand. Why was an animal control called during the day while the bears were up there with people coming in and out of the mall? They don't do that and they have limited resources. The the bears were doing anything wrong. The people were. Yeah, you don't want bears around a mall where people are walking in and out. This... I thought this was at a park. I didn't say nothing about a mall. Hold on. Uh, uh Minder, seriously, uh, blah, 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 read on. I've already read all this. There's nothing here. The nothing. Hyman Avenue Mall. Where? On oh, Wednesday, Aspen officers spent a bulk of their day monitoring a mom and two bear cubs. Who Taking had a t- president to the tree at the <laughs> Hyman I'm, Avenue Mall. Why weren't they? Because I didn't read that. I stopped the tree. This is ridiculous. They're there. You're, you're, you just talked about them not having resources. They're there but watching why them. Would Forest, why would Forest Park people be there? If it's it's public, if it's on public land, why are they involved? No, it's Aspen officers. They didn't say that it was park police. The Aspen PD? Yeah. Again. They are animal control. Right. Why didn't they, get, they make measures to get the bears down while these people are walking in and out the mall? Because that's not their specialty, and they're not hurting anybody up on the tree. Leave them alone. They'll eventually come down, as they did. I just think it was stupid on everybody's part. If it's outside a national park and you're messing around, that's that's even even crazier. I I can see people being confused at a national park because they used to go into zoos 
and they don't have to worry about the animals attacking them. But you go to our national parks, the wild animals there are wild. They're not tamed. I where was I? Oh, I have to keep back here. As if this could get worse, it does. At one point, they made a run for it. The bears did. And they got away. But people followed them. And the mom got separated from the cubs, the sergeant said. That's not good. Okay, now, but the cops are watching this all happen. What are they doing about it? Nothing? He just told you there was two of them. How do you stop a crowd of people from doing something with two cops? I mean, when I first read this, I was funny, and then it just got severely ridiculous beyond belief. She returned to the mall clearly agitated and crying out looking for her cubs, and people were still approaching her, getting within five or six feet. You have any idea how fast a bear is, you doofus eye? <clears throat> Officers were doing everything they could to encourage people to disperse, as they feared the bear could easily turn and attack one of the onlookers. I just don't think they are thinking about the situation they're putting their, the bear in, but themselves in. Well, if you didn't reintroduce bears everywhere so that they need more territory and the people are occupying the territory, then we're going to have a problem with bears and people. Just like we're going to have problems with bears and people up here and wolves and people up here that are being reintroduced as they spread. They spread. Each bear needs five miles of of their own real estate. So every cub, when it grows up, has to go five miles away and then mark his territory. And then on and on it goes. And they just keep spreading until, well, they're everywhere. Because the only predator for a, for bear is humans. We have nothing, nothing else is going to kill them. So they'll easily get out of control. Same thing with wolves. What's going to kill a wolf? Nothing. There's no predators anymore that would kill a wolf. So the only predator is humans. I say control the population with hunting licenses. We want this many bears taken out. There you have it. But they're not thinking that way. They they think it's great they're spreading and they're doing well. But more and more interaction with humans is causing more and more problems. And that's because there's more and more bears. This is not a hard concept, but it seems nobody gets it. And she wants to go to a break. This is the Uncropped Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Welcome to the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? <laughs> sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans with nothing but your horse 
the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead, well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the president, Mr. President, with all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. He was acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End of story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done. Uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler, uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man. You might be liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be liberal. Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 in all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. 
For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. Okay, so crazy people are chasing bears around. The world's <laughs> full of these. They're not crazy, they're idiots. <laughs> I just don't think the story says. I just don't think they are. Th- oh, you didn't do the number. I thought that was going to be your thing. We hadn't decided yet. Oh, okay. 406-565-4189 is the call number. 406-565-4189. Don't feel obliged. <clears throat> Quote, I just don't think they are thinking about the situ- the situation they are putting the bear in, but themselves in. It was one of those situations where we were really concerned that someone would get mauled, said Sergeant Fabrocini. Wow, there is a lot of Italians in Aspen. <laughs> it's two police officers with an Italian name. Aspen police are using the incident as a teaching moment to remind people that bears in town will act the same as bears in the wild. Just because there is a caution tape up and an officer in the area, this in no way guarantees your safety. And it appears people may have listened to the stern warning. The mama bear and her cubs were back out on the Hyman Avenue Mall Thursday and hang out in the same tree they climbed up on Wednesday. This time, though, Aspen police closed down part of the mall while Colorado Parks and Wildlife tranquilized and removed the bears. Okay. They don't, so, unlike sheriffs where we live, yeah. they, they don't have animal control. It's separate, uh, if they have it at all. But they could just call it Parks and Wildlife. Uh, it's the same thing in Butte, Brian. It's a state thing. It's the same thing in Butte. They have the sheriff department is in charge of animal, animal control. control, right? Mm. And when we lived in Basin, what did the we had to call because of the cows and who came out to go get the cows? Sheriff deputy, right? And also what does that as well as the state police? They do that too. Yep, it's all part of being a Montana cows and wildlife. So many people come here and don't appreciate. Don't they don't go outdoors at all. I stay in town, they live in town. I'm like, that's you could do that anywhere. Here is, look at this. This is all a playground. Get out and enjoy it. Some people are just adverse to any kind of exercise whatsoever. All right. Stupid people. Next. Did you know this and the illegal ad invasion report? Maybe. It looks like, looks like I'm going to make it. Maybe. Did you know this? From the Baltimore Sun. Mayor Catherine Pug. I don't know how to say that. A pug? I'll say pug. Says she has no plans to remove the Francis Scott Key Monument in Bolton Hill. That was vandalized before Dordwood Desday and was directed art preservation experts to determine the cost of cleaning it. 
exactly 203 years after the Maryland attorney wrote the poem that would later become the national anthem, the city awoke to find the words racist anthem spray-painted on the EUTAW Place Monument and red paint splashed on it. The third stanza of Key's poem includes a reference accusing the British of encouraging American slaves to join the fight against their masters. City officials said they know of no way to prevent future vandalisms, short of catching the person or people responsible. Police don't have any suspects or surveillance footage of the incident. Ultimately, it's going to come down to them being caught in charge, police spokesman T.J. Smith said. Well, they put up some motion-activated cameras. Officers, uh, Officers make periodic checks on the city property during their patrols, but the department does not plan to place the key monument under constant police protection, Smith said. We can't ensure it's not going to happen again, Pug spokesman Attorney McCarthy said. He said, however, the, ma- the mayor does not plan to take it down and wants to see it restored. Exactly 203 years after the Maryland attorney wrote the poem. Again, I read this. The third standard of Key's poem includes the reference to accusing the British of encouraging American slaves to join them. City officials said they know of no way to prevent any future vandalism. Officers make checks on city property. I know, it's double click. Of the vandalism, McCarthy said, we understand the freedom of expression, but there certainly has to be more constructive and productive way to have a conversation about history. city spent $125,000 to restore the key monument in 1999, after the monument went neglected for years, with cracked concrete and a broken fountain, according to the article of the Baltimore Sun at the time. Okay, before you go on, um, I had a really hard trouble time with this this site, and it kept stalling on me, and I wasn't sure if it was our internet or it, and I had to refresh it like four times before I could get any kind of copy up. The other thing, where is, this seems like it's a spontaneous movement, but it's not. Nope. All this stuff is bought and paid for one way or another through Soros. And they're winning. They're going to get rid of all these statues. The Democrats don't want everybody to know that they were the slave owners. Now, I'm going to be really disappointed if this didn't go on right, because it gives a lot of history about this, the star Fangle banner. Did you read about the idiot that kneeled? Was that in the beginning? No. The football player? No. Everybody that watches NFL knows about him. I know, but was it in the beginning of this? No. Then this whole article is screwed up. i got to get it up again. Because this is an important article. And it just, it screwed me all up. No, you screwed me all up. Well, it the, the actual site did that to me. So that's the problem. And I don't even remember where hey, I Hey, New York, Kapachik, Cap, is that his name? Something like that. I don't watch football anymore. I find it ridiculous. 
Yeah. But, but yeah, the kneeling, the, the kneeling guy, and now there's more kneeling and sitting. And NFL's hemorrhaging money now. Well, people aren't going to put up with disrespecting our country. I don't give a crap. That that man's his chance of that man's family being a slave is pretty low. But understand, the all Europeans had slaves. Okay, they're the ones that brought them here. Not we didn't go get them, and it was the Muslims that sold them to the slave traders. Right. An air-based art conservator hauled away tons of trash and rubble, cleaned and applied a protective wax coating over the bronze figures and plaques, cleaned, repaired, and removed stains from white marble, cleaned and replaced the granite walls surrounding the fountain at its base, and applied gold leaf to two plaques, the Sun reported. The gold leaf will likely need to be removed and replaced, said Eric Holcomb, Executive Director of the City's Commission for Historical and Architectural Preservation. The city will submit an insurance claim once the cost is determined, he said. Oh, okay. Yeah, there it is. You didn't get to it yet. Who said in the beginning? I thought it was in the beginning. Oh, good, good for you. Holcomb said he understood the vandal's intent, but he called the incident disheartening. It's so counterproductive what they're doing. History's messy. It's nuanced. It's something to talk about, not something to erase. Key wrote the Star-Spangled Banner during the Battle of Baltimore as he anxiously watched the overnight bombardment of Fort McHenry by the British fleet in 1814. I was there. Where? Fort McHenry. Henry. Oh, really? Yeah. I told you my father was a war buff. City and state officials have long viewed the anthem's Baltimore roots as a source of pride. Naming schools and the Beltway Bridge spanning the Patapasco River after Key. They held a star-spangled spectacular bicentennial celebration of the battle in the anthem in 2014. NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick. I was close. Kaepernick. Stoked national controversy last season over his decision to not to stand for the anthem before football games in protest of the oppression of black people and other people of color in America. It has nothing to do with today. We don't, We took note of something that was wrong, and we fixed it. That's what we do. It's what we did anyway. These idiots. doesn't matter. Once upon a time there was history, so the matter is hundreds of thousands of people died to end slavery. They don't get that. Well... All I got to say to people who don't get that is you aren't worth listening to. You aren't worth looking at. Get out of my way. I'm sorry. People that insist on remaining ignorant are just a waste of my time. Kaepernick's protest sparked criticism of him, but also drew scrutiny of the anthem. Most pointed at the seldom sung third stanza which includes a reference to the killing of British slaves and mercenary soldiers in the battle. The vandals who painted the monument also spray-painted those words on the sidewalk next to it. No refuge could have, slash, hireling or slave, slash, from the interior, from terror of flight, 
forge lash, or a gloom of grave. This this is what they, these people that are doing this are too stupid to know that stanza even exists. A talking head pulled that out of history because that's seldom, it's, it's never said, it's never sung. Probably because the, they think it's racist. I don't think it's racist at all. I, it killed the British slaves when the British slaves were fighting for Britain. Right. They were soldiers, just, and I, they yep, got that's yep. that's that. Yeah. Oh, what are they supposed to do? Oh, well, if you got slaves working for you, then oh, we're going to give up now. The other thing is that they don't realize that black people were fighting in the Revolutionary War for for both sides. Yep. Both sides. And though they weren't forced to by their slave masters, as your pointy-headed professor likes to say, are you kidding me? No, that's not how it worked. Indians hate each other. Some Indians went with the British. Some Indians went with French. Some Indians went with the colonists. Uh, it's just the way it was. Well, you were talking about black people first. Now you just switched to Indians. We were talking about black people fighting for both sides. Right. I didn't switch to Indians. Yes, you did. <laughs> you just said some Indians hated each other. Some Indians vote for the French. They vote for the British. And they vote right, for the Right, because they're, they're just saying, we killed... Indians and slaves. The Indians and slaves were working for the British military. They were military people. They were soldiers. I don't care if they were slaves or slave owners. All of them were soldiers. That's all that matters. You know, and of all the people that fought on the side of the British, every single person got screwed by the British royally. They All the promises they made, they never ever came through. They let them out to dry. That goes for the loyalists too. And everyone that went with us, at least we tried to pay who we were supposed to pay and make, you know, to people that were fighting in the war and didn't get paid. And You pensioners? Yeah. Well, why would you make it right if they fought for the other side? No, 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 no. I'm talking about... Of course, any soldier gets a pension. Period. That's the way they worked back then. Right. But anyone who fought for the British got nothing. Right, because they weren't part of the military that pays you. It, you get your stuff from Britain. You, right, and Britain were, never did cave it to well, them. That's not, between them and Britain, has nothing to do with the colonists. No, it has nothing to do with the colonists. I never said it did. You were implying it, Susan. That's why I had to make you use more words. The vandalism goes weeks after a monument to Christopher Columbus was damaged in northeast Baltimore. He was a hard man. All he did, all he did was sail across the sea and prove the world was round. Oh, what the horror, the horrible man he was. But I don't know if this is going to backfire on these people or not. Oh, it already has. That incident occurred a week after the city removed three monuments honoring Confederate figures and one honoring former U.S. Chief Justice Roger B. Taney. Pug ordered those statues removed during the night following a deadly white supremacist rally against the planned removal of a Confederate statue in Charlottesburg that was completely, completely legal and completely peaceful until the governor and the mayor told the police to end, end the thing, the protest, and send them down the road that had all the anti-protesters standing on both sides of the road. It was a gauntlet that you had. They funneled them into, and then the police were told to stand down. 
both the mayor and the governor of Demongrats. This was planned months in advance. They did this on purpose months in advance. I know because you have to get permits. Well, it, yeah, what they did to screw up the white the white uh, nationalists, nationalists, not supremacists, is they gave a permit also to the neo Nazis. So that now they were part, they were seen as part of this, which had nothing to do with them. It had to do with unite the right, and they gave it to the KKK too. The KKK is. That's Democrats. It was started by Democrats. It was Democrats under the hoods. It was Democrats that kept guns away from black people in the South. Democrats did all this stuff. Not Republicans. Yet they project, they say KKK is part of the right. No, it's part of the left. Neo-Nazis, same thing. Nazi stands for national, national socialism. Socialism again, left wing. Not right wing, but you see how they've they've twisted people's heads to see the opposite of what's happening. Inside out, upside down world. Well, there is an ongoing investigation about what happened because the one of the people that are what part happened of it, where were Charlottesville. They're having the Congress is having an investigation against Good. this mayor and the city council and the governor. Good. They're all commie bastards. They want us dead. Right. They're all commie bastards. They want to replace this government with one they think is superior. It's funny. Socialism, communist collectivism existed before. Read read the writings of like uh, Bastia and, and Mises. They were fighting social, European socialism back then. It's not new. It's old and it's failed everywhere. The Pilgrims Charter had the requirement to be collectivists in the charter. So the first year they were collectivists. Everybody worked Are you all gonna the say land. this every year? Um, every every show. single show if I can. <laughs> uh without being interrupted would be nice. Again. I don't like being interrupted, Susan. Guess I'm gonna say wait till I'm done talking. Okay. Look now, silence. The radio is silenced now. She can't say anything. She has nothing to say. Nope. That's right. <clears throat> anyway, back to the story. I don't give a crap about Charlottesville. It was BS. It was just stupid. The whole thing was just stupid. I, I really don't. No statue should be taken down because it offends somebody. You are not guaranteed a right not to be offended. That would be impossible to do, to not offend every single person in the United States of America. How do you think you could do that exactly? Keep doing that. You're in my line of sight here. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about putting gloves on. <laughs> my hands are cold. Okay. <clears throat> Protesters at the University of Virginia this week covered a statue of President Thomas Jefferson, a slaveholder and founder of the university, with a black shroud, criticizing officials' response to the violence. Charlottesville officials had previously shrouded the statues of Confederate Generals Stonewall Jackson and Robert E. Lee. Why? Key had a complex record on race. A slave owner, he also donated his legal services to slaves fighting for their freedom, 
under the under a 1783 law that prohibited slaveholders in other states from bringing them to Maryland. According to what so proudly we hailed, a 2014 biography by Mark Leapson. Okay, again, Brian, people do not know their history. Most of the people that own slaves, and you have said this on the show before, didn't want them. They didn't believe in slavery. They had no choice. Well, there wasn't enough colonists to work the plantations. They didn't start with Africans. The Dutch brought them over here. Actually, we the, the Indians sold their people into slavery, too, just like the black. What's with brown people and selling their own people out? I, I don't quite get this. I get the black Muslims because they're Muslim. But what's with the Indians? They're Muslim. Why did they sell their people into slavery? I'm just curious because they didn't work out well because they were prone to disease and they didn't work well in the heat and humidity of the South. And that's why when they brought the black slaves over here, they brought them from a place that was hot and humid. And, and well, you, you can understand they were physical specimens of physicality. They uh, very, very strong physically. So they replaced the, the Indians, the, the native Indians, with the Africans. Well, they're not Africans, but you know what I mean. But I mean, even Thomas Jefferson didn't believe in slavery either. He believed then, in it. He just believed it was wrong. Right. But there was a lot you can't of them. just give your slaves away. You can't do that. Because the next guy might treat them like crap. But of course, none of these kids get taught that at all. And these idiot professors know the truth and they're not going to tell anybody the truth. This is getting out of hand. I have no idea where this is going. That this is even happening in my country. We might as well be in Nazi Germany. Well, you didn't have a Nazi in presidency before. It was called Obaminous. But it's gotten worse. He was, he's a national socialist. That makes him a Nazi. Understand? There's nothing in, in that that talks about skin color. Uh, so where was I? Oh, right here. Keek had a complex. I um, heard all that. And we're at... He is widely believed to have helped spark Washington's first race riot in 1835 by his overly aggressive prosecution of a young black man accused of trying to attack his white female owner. But he also stood in front of a jail door and faced down a white lynch mob that wanted to hang the suspect, Arthur Bowen. Holcomb knew a contrast between the key monument built to honor Key's contribution to American history, and the statues built to glorify the Confederacy and its pro-slavery cause. That's not, the war was about states' rights. rights and the Constitution. The government did not enforce the Constitution. When slaves fleed, and they were in non-slave states, they're required under the Constitution to turn them over if they come and tell you to give them to them. You don't have to deliver them to them, but you have to. If they show up, you have to give them to them. That's what the law said. That's the Constitution. What said? End of conversation. They didn't do that. They refused, and the federal government refused to punish them for that or force them into compliance. That's what sparked the war. That's what sparked the rift and the separation. That was it for them. 
you're not going to enforce the Constitution, then why am I, why, why are we bothering? We're out of here. I actually heard a And talk- by the way, there is no nothing in the Constitution that prevents a state or states from seceding from the Union. Nothing. There, If there's nothing in the Constitution, then the government has no power over it, and, and it's left to the states. So if the states want to secede, guess what? They can. I actually heard, and I couldn't believe I did hear this, Mark Levin say that California's, number one, the sanctuary cities all across the country was unconstitutional because they weren't adhering to federal law, and California wanting to secede was unconstitutional. Wrong. Wrong on all counts. That's pretty amazing. And it wasn't states' rights. It was uh, was the state that was the states being lawless and ha- being arrogant that caused the civil war. No, <laughs> they weren't. No, specifically, I go to PatriotsPub.us. Listen to every episode from Episode One. We covered this. Uh, Mark Levin is yet wrong again. As much as I listen to him and like him, he's wrong a lot. His liberty amendments are crap. Every single one of them I can tear apart. I have. But I'm not buying his book to do it again. Sorry. Just saying. Mark Levin's wrong every once in a while, and he's wrong on this count. It was because the states refused to return their property, which were slaves. That's what the Constitution says they must do. That Constitution is the rule of law, not state law. Constitution. Now, I I go to a lot of things that that they're not supposed to be involved in. This isn't one of them. This was debated in the beginning of the uh, Philadelphia Convention, 1787, also known as the Constitutional Convention. the most of the northern representatives were, were abolitionists. Even those that owned slaves, Washington and Jefferson, were abolitionists. They 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 wanted it to go away, and when it did, by the way, the slaves didn't leave Jefferson's plantation because he treated them well. It's so good they couldn't get a job where they could have all their needs met if they walked away. He provided them with everything so they could be they could be good, comfortable, and strong. And so he you know, just and no, he didn't rape anybody. That's been debunked by someone that worked for him that lived that slept right well, across the room from him. That's why they're not doing Jefferson anymore, Brian. They're going after these statues now, right? Oh yeah. Well, they gave up. Uh, they were quoting Jefferson all the time, not going after him, misquoting him to use against us. And uh, once we figured out that that was a lie, meaning conservatives that was the end of them using jefferson they moved on to other things and other people like the statues and these people this is no this is the demongrats and the left trying to wipe out their history this is their shameful history down south they were democrats the kkk made the the jim crow laws everyone talks about it was also demongrats disarming the black people demongrats Segregating them, demoncrats. It showed up as early as in the early 1900s when Woodrow Wilson came in, Tommy the commie Woodrow Wilson, and he resegregated the the uh, national government's bathrooms, water. Uh, what do they call those things? Fountains. Yeah, whatever. No, that wasn't it. 
It's not a fountain. You don't drink out of a fountain. Water coolers. No, they weren't water coolers either. <laughs> they didn't have them yet. Just the thing you push the button, water comes out, you drink it. Like in school. That's what they had. Right. They segregated it. So there was black and white again. And he also resegregated the military after it was unsegregated. And Tommy Takabe Woodrow Wilson was a Democrat progressive. And he did a ton of damage to this place. But with that, we're going to go to a break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. socialists you will be assimilated your individual liberties personal freedoms and mental individuality will be added to our own resistance is futile hey there did you know that with a bachelor's degree on average you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma it's true according to the 2012 u.s census bureau College grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you and you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256 800-797-1256 That's 800-797-1256 What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 
This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. Back to the Uncorrupted Radio Show, hour half of two. two. Boy, you're hitting the red tonight. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Good, it means we, I've got enough diaphragm. Okay, where were we? Key is widely... Oh, wait, women services, fighting for pre-owned 17.3, the prohibited sign. Um, where did I stop on this? Hold on a minute. I'll Robert look. Lee, the key complex record rates, a slave owner. Oh, okay. He also donated his services to slaves fighting for their freedom. And then you went down that he... Key is widely believed to have helped spark Washington's first That's race where you were. in 1835 by the, by his overly aggressive prosecution of a young black man accused of trying to attack his white female owner. But he also stood in front of a jail door and faced down white lynch mob that wanted to hang the suspect, Arthur Bowen said. Holcomb drew a contrast between the key monument built to honor Key's contributions to American history and the statues built to glorify the Confederacy and its pro-slavery cause. The bottom line is monuments are there to ask the viewer to remember something very specific, he said. If that monument is there for the person who wrote and memorialized the Battle of Baltimore, then that's what the monument is saying. It's not saying white supremacy are righteous and godly. The star-spangled banner writer had complex record on race. He was aboard a British ship off Fort McHenry trying to arrange the release of an American prisoner. During the Battle of Baltimore, when he wrote what became the Star-Spangled Banner, which would go on to become the National Anthem. The monument at Utah Place was donated to the city by Charles L. Marburg, a wealthy tobacco merchant who funded the Municipal Arts Society of Baltimore. It was also built for $25,000 by French sculptor Marius Jean Antonin. Marseille, and was dedicated in 1911, where the famous 1911 pistol was created. 1911. A statue of Columbia, the personification of the New World, stands at the top holding an American flag and a barefoot sailor rows a boat at its base, in which Key is depicted presenting the finished poem. The two gold leaf panels show the bombardment of Fort McHenry and the guns and ramparts of the fort. Half of the 1999 Restoration Act was paid for by Target stores, the nonprofit Heritage Preservation in Washington, and the Smithsonian Institute National Museum of American Art. State and local funding partners matched those gifts. And with that, push the button. 
Let's get a grip on immigration in the great United States. It's high time that we limit their numbers. It's high time that we close up that gate. Now can't you see how we are rapidly becoming another third world fascist state? Let's get a grip on immigration. Okay, thank you. Call Clank, Clank with the K.com. And of course, that means it's time for the Illegal Alien Invasion Report from CNSNews.com. Since April, the number of illegal aliens trying to get into the United States along the southwest border has been steadily rising, reaching a total of 30,567 in August. A 22.5% increase from July and almost twice the 15,771 recorded in April, U.S. Customs and Border Protection said. Of those 30,567 detained in August, 22,293 individuals were apprehended between the ports of entry. That's up from 18,190 in July, 16,087 in June, 14,520 in May, and 11,125 in April. You wonder why? We've been talking about amnesty. Every time we talk about amnesty, there's a surge across the border. Every time. We had them going the other way, but now Donald Trump is wishy-washing it, and that's what they're getting out of it. And so they're, they're back. They're coming back. Another... 8,283 individuals were deemed inadmissible at ports of entry in August, including illegal aliens who turned themselves into Border Patrol agents. By comparison, the number of inadmissibles was 6,835 in July, 5,570 in June, 5,225 in May, and 4,645 in April. And I'll say it again because of the talking of amnesty. With one month to go in fiscal year 2017, a total of 281,390 individuals have been apprehended between ports of entry on the southwest border and 102,692 have been deemed inadmissible at ports of entry for a grand total of 384,082 individuals either detained or turned away. That's still well below the 559,695 apprehensions slash inadmissibles identified on the southwest border in fiscal 2016. The 445,819 recorded in fiscal year 2015 and the 569,972 in fiscal year 2014. As the CBP chart shows, the total number of illegal aliens either detained or deemed inadmissible reached 66,712 in the month of October 2016, the first month of fiscal year 2017. The number further declined in November, the month Donald Trump was elected president, and it continued dropping through April before rising again in May-August. Why? Because that's when everybody started talking about amnesty. 
The majority of illegal aliens apprehended between ports of entry are coming from Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. Honduras, oh, there you are. President Trump campaigned on a promise to build a big, beautiful wall on the southwest border, and he also promised to send illegal aliens out of the country. At a rally in Kentucky in March, President Trump bragged, Since the day of my election, we've already cut illegal immigration at the southwest border by 61%. Think of that, 61%, and we haven't started. But it appears times have changed. President Trump on Thursday said he is working with congressional Democrats on a plan to keep hundreds of thousands of dreamers in this country. Trump insisted there is no deal yet. And, in the exchange for an agreement, the dreamers, he wants, very, very powerful border security. But that apparently does not mean a new high prefab concrete wall as Trump described it on the campaign trail. Trump tweeted on Thursday, the wall, which is already under construction in the form of new renovation of old and existing fences and walls, will continue to be built. Speaking later Thursday morning in Florida, Trump repeated that. What we want, we have to have a wall. If the wall is going to be obstructed, then we need the funds at a little bit later date. But we are determining how much we need then we're not doing anything. He doesn't talk like most people. Just wait for it. From the Christian Science Monitor. Mixed signals from Washington over a possible agreement to preserve protections for young immigrants are increasingly increasing anxiety and confusion on college campuses where the stakes are high. Amid the uncertainty, colleges and universities are stepping up efforts to protect students enrolled in the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program, telling them to be hopeful but plan for the worst. Harvard University has opened a round-the-clock emergency hotline for immigrants in the program. They're aliens, illegal aliens, illegal aliens, immigrants come here legally. The University of Illinois at Chicago has posted advice on what to do if federal agents show up on campus. UC Berkeley, the University of San Francisco, and many other campuses are offering free legal advice to illegal alien students now facing fears of deportation. Nearly 60 college and university presidents sent a letter urging congressional leaders to Make the program permanent out of a moral imperative and a national necessity. No. An estimated 350,000 of the country's nearly 800,000 DACA recipients are currently enrolled in school, most at colleges and universities, according to a 46-state survey this year by the Advocacy Group. Center for American Progress, under the program they were protected from deportation and allowed to legally work in the United States with two with two year permits. The top congressional Democrats, Senator Chuck Sinister Schumer of New York and Representative Nancy the Wicked Witch of the West Pelosi, Democrat of California, emerged from a White House dinner Wednesday to say they had reached a deal with President Trump to save DACA. 
But amid backlash from conservative Republicans, Mr. Trump said Thursday that they were fairly close, but nothing had been agreed to. It was the latest in a confusing back and forth on the subject that started last week when Trump administration announced it was rescinding the program, but gave Congress six months to come up with a legislative fix. Okay. So, it's not time yet. The show's almost over. No, it's not. (laughs) We're going on the third hour. Top of the hour break is in... 15 minutes. Oh, thought we were done. Boy, you are really not with it today. No, I don't feel good at all. I mean, you were doing fine earlier. That was earlier. It's new front moving on. Okay, so now I really do want your opinion on all things Donald Trump. Because conservatives are burning their hats. They're saying they don't support him anymore. I mean, don't we always have to say just wait for it? Yes, But too many people are knee-jerk reactors, including those on the right. Although, his wishy-washiness on the Paris Accords pissed me off. I sent him a direct tweet. If you do this, you are done. Your presidency will be over. Don't be a dumbass. Keep your promises. That's the message I sent him. Numerous in numerous places, um, but he's he's gonna do what he wants to do. He's Trump. He does things yeah, his way. Th- this, and that's it. Okay. And the other article that you read earlier, I I want to know where they're putting these people. What people? The people that they're saying. Yeah, keep saying it. Says it for God's sakes. What difference does it make where they're housed? Because we're paying for it. It doesn't matter. You're gonna pay for it no matter where they're housed. I know where they're being housed, and I'm not going to bring it up because it's unimportant. What's important is that he deports them. That's what's important. But this this whole thing is a mess. I don't see any way of getting out of this. I don't. I don't know. You haven't put enough information up there to have the conversation. No, I'm saying the whole DACA mess. I don't understand how you're going to stop. The whole DACA mess is complicated. Yeah, it's too, it's too complicated to unravel. No, it isn't. Because that's what the Democrats made it. Oh, all of these issues. He, look, during the primary, he softened up to the Dreamers in one of the debates. Or one of his talk, you know public meetings or whatever and he said these people these kids came here no reason other than their own they know other no other country than america i can't deport them he said it and everyone's going look he's gone back against his promise to get rid of Do-. He, he never said he was gonna round up all the dreamers and deport them. he said the opposite but he's gonna get rid of daca daca's unconstitutional it's already gone Congress has six months to come up with something better, or it's vetoed. That's pe- Trump's position right now, and he he and he will work with anybody he can work with, Democrat or otherwise. Understand, he's been involved with this with them forever because you can't be a mogul real estate guy like him without getting. Well, without having to deal with these Democrats 
So he, he's used to dealing with them. Again, they came out saying they had it. Of course, Sinister Schumer said we had a deal. No, there's no deal. That's what he. That's what Trump said. There was no deal. We were close, but no deal. So they're doing this purely as a way of propagandizing you. Oh, he agreed. Now he doesn't agree. No, he never agreed, you lying piece of crap. You never believe a Democrat. Just never. Especially the likes of Sinister Schumer. My goodness grace. The man is despicable. He's disgusting. He wants to destroy this country. He wants you to shut up and go to work. And that's it. Oh, and vote for him again. No. No, oh, that's, no, what, no. That, that's what he wants. Oh, no, 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 and no. The way this works, once they get the, their power back, there is no more votes. You get it? That's how it always works. They have to centralize all the goods and power and everything. And then redistribute it to everybody and go away. That's the utopian communist dream, which never happens because nobody ever goes away. They become a tyrant. And that's the end of it. Because they have control of everything. You gave them control of everything. So now he doesn't need you. Shut up. Go away. Stand online for your food like everybody else. Where was I? Uh, I don't... I don't think anybody could put so much faith in the statement that there is a deal because so much can change, said John Trezvina, dean of the University of San Francisco School of Law, <laughs> joke, and an immigration expert who ex- joke expert who worked in Washington under the Clinton and Obama administration. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I've seen tons of times when people think they have an immigration deal, and then it goes away. <laughs> Under the Trump plan, those already enrolled in DACA remain covered until their two-year permits expire. If their permits expire before March fifth, 2018, they can renew them for another two years as long as they apply by October the 5th. But the program isn't accepting new applications. The University of San Francisco which has about 80 DACA recipients, is advising students to adhere to that deadline and is raising money to help pay the $495 renewal fee. People are freaks. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. What's What about working, their parents? They're just working against everything. Well, their parents, that's the problem. We You have to ask these questions, but there's no there's no legislation to ask these questions about. There's nothing yet. It hasn't even got on committee yet. They are worried about how they'll pay for school if they can't work. Anna Machiel, a 23-year-old who works full-time to put herself through a University of San Francisco education master's program, says she's been on an emotional roller coaster. She fears being deported to Mexico, the country she left at age three, and wonders if it's smart to keep investing in school if she can't work afterward. Why can't you bring your education back to your hellhole of a country and fix it? This is what I mean. He's not a great, wonderful... They're, fuck, they're, they're cowards. 
They're just cowards. They don't want to. They got a free education. Now go back and help fix Mexico. The other thing that they're bringing up but, on which this, they are citizens of Mexico. The other thing that they're bringing or up, South America, South America, or Ireland. And by the way, it's not racist just to look at the southern border, build a wall, not the northern border, because the overwhelming majority of people come through the southern border. Yeah, let's do that first. After we get the southern border, we can talk about the northern border. I want them all sealed off at walls. All of them. I don't want anyone coming to this country unless they're allowed legally to come in this country. Period. Case closed. I don't care. Shut up. I'm not talking about becoming China and disappearing and not allowing any interaction at all. That is what everybody spins non-interventionalism. Non-interventionalism, we don't muck around in other people's business. We don't muck around in other countries' business. That's non-interventionalist. Isolationist is no trade, no ambassadors, nothing. Sealed off. That's isolation. Nobody has been calling for that. And every time we call for just what it's supposed to be already, they keep saying, oh, see, they're isolationists. No, again, non-interventionalist. They do not, we, we do not need to get involved in everybody else's mess. Let them fix their own problems. Simple. I, you know, I can't believe you buy the, the talking heads that spin everything. The minute you hear one thing that I prove to you that they've been lying to you, that should be enough. Turn off that channel. I don't care what channel it is. First of all, there's no good place to get your news on any channel. Except local news. Because local newspapers are pretty useless. Uh, so I get that. But that's all it's good for. You get your local news which is important for doing local politics, but that doesn't help you with what's going on with the mess in Washington. You have to, you have to hold them accountable. This is how it all started. We were in control of the government. We told the government it could, could do. And then somehow somebody did a magic pill and we fell asleep. And when we woke up, we had this nightmare of a behemoth up there that nobody can stand against. It can crush any any citizen in this country like a bug. It has all your information. Obamanists made sure. They collected every scrap of information on people. That's how they got people to do things that go along with their unconstitutional BS that's designed to destroy the country. That's how it happened. If you're curious, why would, why would food producers take salt out of their food? Salt is flavor. Without salt, you don't have the flavor. Why? Because Mom and Baba said so? Why would I do that? I'm going to lose money. Think about it. This has been, this has been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from Uncooperative. We're going to a hard break. Oh, I thought we are No! Oh, jeez. Sorry. We'll be right back. We'll be back. <laughs> You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Joe Baca, California Assembly Hispanic Caucus. 
explains how they must assure that Latinos will keep coming to complete this takeover. We need more Latinos out there. We must stand up and be counted. We must be together. We must be united. Because if we're not united, you know what's going to happen? We're like sticks. We're broken. Pieces. Divided. We're not together. But as a unit, they can't break us. So we've got to come together. And if we're united, si se puede. And we will make the changes that are necessary. But we've got to do it. We've got to stand together. And damn it, don't let them divide us. Because that's what they want to do, is to divide us. And once we're divided, we're conquered. You know, but when we look out in the audience and we see, you know, la familia, la raza, you know, it's a great feeling. Isn't it a good feeling? And then, you know, I started to think about that and I says, it reminded me of a book that we all read and we all heard about, you know, Paul Revere, you know, and, and his, uh, when he was saying, you know, the British are coming, the British are coming. Well, the Latinos are coming, the Latinos are coming. And the Latinos are going to vote. So our voices will be heard. So that's what this agenda is about. It's about assuring that we increase our numbers, that we increase our numbers at every level. When we talk about the Congressional, we talk about the Senate, we talk about Board of Supervisors, Board of Education, City Councils, Commissions. We have got to increase our numbers because the Latinos are coming. Because what's going on right now with 187, the CCRI, and let me tell you, we can't go back. You know, we're at a civil war, but we need to be solidified. We need to come together. We must be strong because united, we form a strong body. United, we become solidified. United, we make a difference. United, we make the changes. United, Latinos will win throughout California. Let's stick together. Si, si, se puede, que no. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. <laughs> There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. He's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivus miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about Indiana. Don't care. Indiana. With, uh, it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, 
Nebraska and Wyoming with its vote, North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yeah, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Cooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. I'm kind of sounding here. I'm sorry, this... He shed so much light on how enormous a problem we've created in this country when it comes to immigration. Okay. I've only been doing this for um, well, you 21 to, years. You used to do the. Uh, you used to be the head of the coalition against illegal immigration. Yes, and uh, you couldn't even keep them together. I was also a found. I also founded the coalition against illegal. And immigration. couldn't even keep that that together. You ever try and keep a group of conservative bloggers focused on something? No. It's impossible. Well, it's because the progs are lemmings. Right. Once. The the fight disappeared in Congress. It, it started to fall apart. There's just, I don't see any way to unravel this at all. I don't know what unravel what. What? How can you send these kids out of here and leave their parents here that are illegal? Oh no! No, the parents are gone. Because they keep saying we're going to split up families. Either way, they split up families. Again, somebody commits a crime. He goes to jail. Then he goes to trial, then he goes to prison. You have taken his family, you have broken up their family. Should we let murderers and rapists and everybody else not go to jail because we'll be breaking up families? Everybody has a family and a sob story. The rule of law is the rule of law. It's not emotional. Motion has no place in law. Law has to benefit the citizens. Not illegal aliens. The citizens. I can forgive him for dreamers, maybe. But he goes any further than that. He'd start, he, he's wearing at my trying to be behind him attitude. And if he ever pushes, if he ever screws up enough, you'll hear it from me. I'm not going to hide it from you. I'm not a Trump uh, cheerleader. Yeah, I have a lot of hopes for Trump. <laughs> I had a lot of hopes for Trump. I still have some hopes for Trump. God, I don't know why. It just Anything could happen at this point. It's just a mess. And we're not Bushies. Oh, no. I, I dislike the Bush family. They're progs. Despite Rhea, they're, oh, yeah, they're anxious. Forgot. Is this what I should spend my money on, Ms. Maciel says about her $8,000 tuition, everything is ever. Don't worry, when we deport you, you won't have to pay back any of your final financial aid. You won't be a citizen. They can't, what are they going to do, follow you to Mexico? Or point south. Trump's DACA announcement on September 5th came after 10 Republican attorney generals 
threatened to sue in an attempt to halt the program. They were led by Attorney General Ken Paxton in Texas, which has the second highest number of DACA recipients after California. Oh, Texas is not all that. Three days after Trump announced the administration was phasing out the program, the Arizona Attorney General brought a separate lawsuit that claims that the state's universities cannot provide in-state tuition rates for DACA recipients. Wow, the horror. I'll explain to you, I could cry. The whole notion is that the president doesn't have the power over immigration to begin with. But neither does Congress. It's supposed to be left to the states. You don't see anything about immigration. You have one clause that mentions migration and a specific date in the early 1800, which was always a reference to ending slavery. So the federal government, technically it was supposed to only be applied to black people, but it doesn't say that. So it could be, it could be for anything, anybody. This is stupid. I'm sorry. The critics of the program were swift to denounce the possibility of a deal in Congress. Numbers USA denounced the prospect of making a deal on border security to provide amnesty for the so-called dreamers to compete and take jobs from Americans and those here illegally, not to mention already of those 800,000, 1,500 have already been dropped from the program because of violent criminal activity. But they're all just children when they came here, and they're productive members. You hear this stuff over and Trump listens. Vanka's got his ear, I guess. Vanka's a commie. Yeah. Don't stop listening to your heart. Governing is not about listening to your heart. That's how tyrants end up being created and overthrown. It's focusing on what's good for the people as a whole. Not 800,000 people that aren't even citizens of the United States that we graciously gave, that you claim they all went to school. They didn't. Uh, but the ones that did, even so, shouldn't they be grateful for the education? Shut up and go home. All the money we spent on them, and they they feel entitled. Imagine that. They went to college, and they feel entitled. The other argument that just drives me crazy, oh, this is the only country they've ever known. They have no other family in all the other countries you want to ship them back to. Look, my dad's from I, Puerto Rico. I'm going to tell you right now, I throw the BS flag on that if anyone ever said it. I haven't heard it. Yeah, they're saying they that all constantly. Have, they all have family. Thank you. My father. Oh, and they have family in this country, illegal, by the way, which might end up getting deported. My dad is Puerto Rican, okay? I have family in Puerto Rico, all right? That was the most outrageous, and they keep saying it over and over again. It's the most outrageous statement Look, I've ever heard. Look, it's nothing they ever, I get that. It's no culture they've known. But that's not true, because I'm sure their parents live in their culture and not and not America. But it doesn't matter either way. You're here illegally. You've, you've been using that time to give yourself an education. Now take your education and go back to your home country and fix it. I have no sympathy, period. That's it. My citizens come first. America comes first. 
Not immigrants. Not illegal aliens. I don't even care if they're legal aliens. They need to go if we don't need them to. I don't believe these companies need all these illegal aliens. I know for a fact they don't because I've covered enough of the stories about how people had to train their replacements. How does the corporation get to say there was no one qualified as a citizen? That's why I need these visas. And then go around and they don't know how to do the job at all. They got to be trained by the people that they're kicking out. They're firing. Because they, they're paying these people a third of the cost of what they were paying U.S. citizens. Uh, BS, man. I'm sorry. I've had enough of this. Okay, but you The do government agree- and corporations need to stop playing hanky-panky. I have nothing against corporations, but certain, but certain corporations that are so involved in politics that affects all our lives because of their BS. That I have a problem with. And that's where we sit. Write your Congress, uh, like, come on, write your elected cockroaches and just make them feel the the light, make them see the truth and, and that they're selling their citizens and the country on, out for the globalist agenda. You got to break us down because otherwise we want to build walls. They want to have no boundaries. Well, we heard those idiot kids. Yeah, no more USA. No more USA. Chanting no more USA. We are a moron. You have no idea what you're going to do to this country. They're dumb enough to not understand. They came here, even though they're hiding under the table, they're making a lot. Their bodies are a billion times better than more Mexico. Well, most you do realize you do what you want, have no borders, you'll turn us into Mexico. Then where are you going to go to find a job? Canada? This is colossal mess. It's a mess because of the indoctrination in the education institutions have completely screwed up people's minds and filled them through this radical left agenda. There should be no borders, no official language, blah, 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 blah. In other words, you can't be a nation. You don't exist. Oh, wait, that's the globalists. That's what they want. The UN wants this. That's their goal. That's why they hate Russia and America. We're two sides of the same coin. All right, let's see what we got here. Let's go back to the article. And critics of the program were swift to denounce the possibility of a deal in Congress. Numbers USA denounced the prospect of making a deal on border security to provide, quote-unquote, amnesty for the so-called dreamers to compete and take jobs from Americans and those here legally. Meanwhile, immigrants are fearful of being sent back to countries they don't consider home. Well, then maybe you should have came here legally. As it stands, that is your home. Andrea Aguera, a Dominican University junior in suburban Chicago, worries about being deported and separated from family members, some of whom are citizens. She was illegally brought across the Mexican border at age four. Another thing, all these things are just stories. Nobody can prove when they came here. And so you got everybody saying, oh, yeah, I came here, you know, when I was a child. I, uh... No, they didn't. 
they came here as teenagers and they, they knew exactly what they were doing. A lot of them are, are gang members, especially Matasucha 13, MS 13. Now, there are some good ones, of course, but I bet the good ones weren't the loud voice screaming for amnesty. Anyway, you never know what can happen under this administration. We do want to feel relief. We've been fighting for something more permanent for a really long time. She's, you don't deserve anything permanent. You're here illegally. You are a criminal. Go home. I know. Never seen that. I, I hear all the sob stories. I'm not buying any of them. Sorry. I've, I've seen them lie, lie, and lie again. So they want something more permanent. <laughs> They've been doing it for a really, really long time. It seems like it's a game to political leaders. They don't realize how many people's lives are being affected by this. No, they don't, because they don't give a crap about U.S. citizens, and we outnumber you. And you need to go home anyway, because you wonder why that's home and this isn't. You're here illegally. You're a criminal. Go home. I don't care if it's Ireland. Go home. Uh, UC Berkeley, Burmese, Taiwanese, National Army, Lin. A 23-year-old doctoral student in the university's ethic studies department. You're kidding me, right? An illegal alien is in school studying ethnic studies? Wow, they've really made the courses easy. Hey, you from, you from South Little Border? We got Come over here, this is going to be an easy one. She has set up an emergency phone phone tree for DACA students. She fears immigrations and custom enforcement officials might come a-knocking. You never know when you, they get, you're illegal. That's the point. Law enforcement is eventually going to be knocking on your door. Sooner or later, they're going to be knocking on your door. The university says it doesn't allow ICE agents. Like, you have no control over federal agents coming onto your campus. Just because you said you... You told them they're not allowed. Doesn't mean they're not coming. What power do you have exactly over ICE? Nothing. That's what I thought. Tick off, tick off Trump and see what happens. Well, that's the thing right there, Brian. If the states did your plan and took the states back, they could tell the ICE agents not to come in. Well, that's the twist. It is. I- because constitutionally, the power of immigration is left to the states. There's no power for immigration granted in the federal constitution. The closest is the migration clause, and it says they can stop people from coming into the country, but they don't have control over immigration. That's still the state power. It's never The constitution was not amended to grant that power to the national government. It's supposed to be left to the states. You bring who you want, it's your problem. But we have to get rid of the 16th Amendment so that we no longer pay income tax and the states go back to appropriations based on population and they do count everybody, including illegal aliens. So 
all these sanctuary places can be said. They don't have to be sanctuary places because the federal government has no place there. But you're going to have to pay tax on every one of those illegal aliens in your in your state. How how do you think the states would react to that? I think they would seal the border themselves, which, by the way, they're supposed to do anyway. You call the federal government for backup, much like you're supposed to call police for backup. The incident that's happening to you is happening in real time. You have to be able to end it. Because they're not going to be there for the next 5 to 10 to hour and a half, depending on where you live. But 5 or 10 minutes? I want you to sit there and just stare at the clock for 5 minutes. Just do it once. Don't just stare at the clock. Don't do anything else. Don't have any sounds. Sit stare at the clock. And I want you to think about what somebody could do to you in that amount of time. Because the cops aren't going to be there. So you better be prepared. That's on you. You, I mean, it's up to you how you want to be prepared. There's many ways you can be prepared. But you're going to need weapons of some kind. Do whatever you want that you feel comfortable with, that you'll utilize, etc. But you have to be willing to defend yourself against a criminal home invasion. Otherwise, you and your family might be dead and your women raped and dead. I mean... These are the kind of people that come through the door when they know the family's home. How are you going to react? There's no police officers. There's just you and your family. Are you up to this tonight? We could forego it if you don't want to. So, you're <laughs> listening to us live, and you want to know how you want listening to the recording, you want to know how to listen to us live. Okay, well, simple. You go to uncooperativeradio.com, and we're on. 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Fridays and Saturday nights. All You can listen, download, listen live, all free. All of it. In an app, there's an app. Go down to the bottom of the page of the speaker and there's an app. Uh, you can use any of the, any of the paddle, uh, palette and phone apps. We could also be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Blueberry, Yabba-Dabba-Doo, and iTunes too. We have a Facebook page that's in, that's in chronic lockdown. I can't see what's going on there. But y'all have been talking about, about it amongst yourselves quite a bit. So you have a good thing going over there. And stick it to Facebook anyway. Just go over there. and I don't have to be able to read. Just go over there. Enjoy yourselves. Interact with the other callers. If you're, you know, if you're a Facebook person. Just do a search for Uncooperative Radio. If you want my personal Facebook, it's Brian Bonner 90 We have a Twitter account. The only thing they're doing is, of course, throttling it, pushing it down. But there is a lot of good back, a lot of good stuff over there. So if you are a Twitter person, do a search for Uncooperative Radio. Go over there, join in with the rest of the folks, have a good time. My personal account at Brian Bonner. I'm also on Gab and Keckworks at Brian Bonner. We are also rebroadcasted on RedStateTalkRadio.com, and through them you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku, and Alexa comes out of the box with Play Red State Talk Radio, and it will. Red State Talk Radio has two count them two channels. 24-7, streaming conservative talk radio. How could you ask for more? 
So if you want to hear us, we're on the Encore channel again, Saturday and Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. While you're over there, you can look around a little bit, but on the right side is where the players are where you could be listening to things. There's two phone numbers there. One is a listener line. Means you, you don't have any data. You have no access to the internet, whatever the case would be. You call this phone number. You can listen to talk radio. You can listen to the talk radio shows. There's one for each channel. If you want to call, they have those too. It's again with the, with the player. It's his call-in number. If you want to call into the show, that's what you call. If you want to just listen to the show, you call the listener line. Simple. Why are over there? We have a free newsletter. It's really good. It's not done by the hosts or the owners or anything. These are people they brought in to do it. Uh, really, really good job, I think. Give it a shot. It's free. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. We won't. We don't know. We don't pay attention to that. Now you hear some paid commercials on the show. Yes, we're we're we like we need money like everybody else, but we don't get paid to air them. And we try to keep them to a bare minimum and something that we think you might like. We get paid when you call the phone number. So please write down the phone number in the advertisement if you're at all interested in the product. There's no obligation for you to buy the product. Once you call the number, we get paid. It's their job to seal the deal. We just send them people that are interested. That's what they pay for. So if they don't if they don't seal the deal, don't feel guilty. We still get paid. The ad company still gets paid. And they know what they're doing. They they should know how to sell. They should know what percentage of leads they're gonna sell to. And uh I've been doing dealing with these people for years and we all get along fine. So but do remember if you end up going there by yourself some other way, there'll be no way for us to get paid. So please write down the number in the advertisement. And call it. Thank you. Now back to talk radio. <laughs> I have a button to push. Oh my God, really? I do. Push the button. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. That was it? That was it. You know that was it. I didn't know that was it. You don't usually play that for schools. Yeah, I always play it for schools. I like Stupid Chick. Yeah, but that's two minutes long. Yeah, but it's good. Next time I'll play it for (laughs) schools. No, I always play Tampon Lady. Camilla Harris. No. No? Melissa? Oh. Harris Perry? Melissa Harris Perry, right, sorry. They're wow, bo- you were really both, out no, of it today. No, they're both both freaks. They're all freaks. No, not all of them. Rand Ball's not a freak. Oh, that's one. <laughs> Cruz. Um, I, I, I have, do I have to name the whole Freedom Caucus? Okay, the Freedom Caucus isn't freaks, but the rest of them are freaks, and that's a lot of freaks. Yeah, well, it's a lot of corruption, and they've all been infected. 
and they all want to keep the corruption and their power and their money and the way things are. They don't want change. They want to keep moving along with their progressive agenda. All right, what's up with our schools? I saw, I'm sure everybody should be frustrated with government-run schools. From CBS 13, the Communist Broadcasting Service... Controversy erupts at Vista del Lago High School in Folsom over presidents over students chanting USA. Oh my god. Students were chanting USA? Oh lock them up. It's a popular way for students to show pride during sporting events and rallies, but school and district officials are now warning students that the chants could appear appropriate and tolerant. Why? Isn't everybody in in the schools that you're playing, aren't they all U.S. citizens? What? Why would they want to say USA? They're getting a free education in USA. What's the problem with saying USA? Well, you, we're we, talking about everybody in the USA. Why do we have to say something? Why can't we chant USA, USA, USA? Why not? Just like, why can't they do that? The, any uh, Mexicans could go Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. All they want. I oh, yeah. They've wouldn't done be, that. I would not be insulted at all. I don't care. Yeah. Actually, the students have done that, and we've reported on it a couple of years ago. Notice they stopped. They should. Yeah, but the government has all their faces from all those pictures and all that video. And if they wanted to, they could round them all up and get rid of them. They don't want to. It is really disgusting that we are. My kid can't say US, USA in my public school i'm confused i pay property taxes for that where do they get off say we can't say usa if you don't like the usa there's a whole lot of countries out there yeah go find a fuzzy muzzy country yeah go anywhere you'll be sorry but go it is really disheartening and disgusting that we are we are we're our own demise we're demising ourselves i keep saying <laughs> Do not put your children in child abuse centers. That it that they're going to warp their minds, and that's what public school does now. Forcing them to accept, or even talk about or think about in case in early years, like in you know K through eight, in kindergarten. I'm not kidding. They have a book for kindergartners to introduce them to homosexuality. And as they get older, it gets worse. These are indoctrination centers. They're child abuse centers. How can you keep letting your children go there? Anything's better than it. Homeschool them. There's online places that are cheap. I mean, cheap for an education. That they would get a, a giant superior education to public government schools. Government schools are indoctrinating, they're not educating. It's always their stated goal since 1826. Your job is to raise your children properly and not let it be abused by the government. Find another way. I did. I was poor. I went to the Montessori school. Because they wanted my kid to take ADD drugs. And I was like, no way, it's kindergarten. It's not going to happen. Well, I've got 40 children, and I and he's disruptive. So if you don't give him the drugs, then we're going to have to can't, you say he can't come to school here. 
This was a 22-year-old little girl speaking to me, maybe. I'm like, what, why do you, how the heck do you get in charge of 40 kindergartners? You don't even know how to raise them. I'm surprised you were ever in a babysitter. Amazing. No, I said, no, my kids won't be going here. Thank you very much and have a nice day. And I walked out, took my kid with me, and it's the last time my kid was in public school until he went back to his mother. My ex-wife. Now, where was I on this? Oh, well, it's all right, the pride thing. I wasn't angry. I was definitely like, why can't we chant USA? Said senior Ryan Burnell. To say USA, you know we're all the same. We're all American. It doesn't matter what your skin tone is or where you're from. The chants are now causing chatter campus-wide. After school staff brought up the topic to a leadership class. Folsom Cordova Unified Communications Director Daniel Thigpen said to practice empathy, to practice kindness, and to practice patriotism, you could do both. Okay, again, Brian, we're our own demise. We're destroying ourselves. And that's what everybody said. The only way the United States of America can go down is from within. Right, and all our enemies listen. Is that a surprise? At some schools across the country, the chants appeared to be used in derogatory ways toward opponents of different ethnicities. The California Interscholastic Federation. Really? It sounds like this something have the Starship Enterprise. Which oversees high school athlete athletics addressed the concerns with local districts. There's a time and a place to yell at and cheer for that, said CIF Jack. Gia Quinn, Section Commissioner Mike Garrison. Why would they think this? What their their brains are like scrambled. Right. You can't insult you gotta be careful. Political correctness hate speech. They want to be like the UK. That's hate speech. How is Chant USA? Uh, aren't we all from the USA here? We don't actually have Mexicans come into play, right? It does classic sports or something. Well, that's what I was going to say because over in Europe, right? What your point is, they have they have countries compete against each other, like in that stupid football, which is really well, soccer. That, that's professional, dear. Oh, okay. Not public school. Oh, I didn't know that. Application. It's important. The school's principal sent out an email to families Wednesday and relayed the same message to students over the school's PA system, clarifying any confusion. She told students and parents that sometimes we can communicate an unintended message. If it's unintended, it's innocent. We can't worry about everybody being offended every time we open our mouth. She told students and parents sometimes we can communicate an unintended message. She also said... USA chanting is welcome, but it may best to do it at what she says are appropriate times, like following the National Anthem or Pledge of Allegiance. Don't tell me what I can You don't chant USA after doing the Pledge of Allegiance or... Really? Again, they're telling us what to say and what not to say. At the end of the National Anthem, you don't chant USA. How is that more appropriate than doing it any other time? We already said USA. That's what the whole thing was about. That's what the flag. I'm just saying, it's what the anthem's about. 
<laughs> and the Pledge of Allegiance, all about that. Oh, well, those you can say USA. How, what? We already just did a pledge to the United States of America. You want me to chant USA? You think that's appropriate? It's stupid. It is inappropriate. My but at a game where you're rooting for your team, chanting anything is okay, by the way. Always has been any uh, my lifetime. Now, every political correctness has got to be in sports, too. You can't root for your own team over the other team because the other team's uh, ethnic and you're a bunch of white people, so you you got to lose. And shut up. That's what they want. Don't send your children to government schools. End of conversation. You can homeschool. There are online schools that are very inexpensive. I'm talking in the beginning, younger classes, like a a few hundred dollars per year. And you get a classical education out of it. It's worth doing a little overtime as a waitress to make that happen, right? With that, we're going to go to break. It's your Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. If you're in the country illegally, you are entitled to a well-prepared and frankly delicious ham sandwich, followed by a helpful boot in the ass to assist you in exiting the country. As always, a fizzy soda of your choice is optional. Hey there. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. 
If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, hour half of three. All right, we're talking about the educational system and the public government-run public schools. Telling uh, telling our kids they can't say USA, USA at sporting events. Why the hell not? It's called fruiting for your team. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's not unsportsmanlike. Okay, now, again, she said the national anthem or the Pledge of Allegiance was appropriate to say it afterwards. Do they allow the kids to even do the Pledge of Allegiance? Because most schools don't. Well, yeah, but they do, they do obviously. But, no, that that's a stupid time to do it. And You've already done the national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, or the Pledge of Allegiance. Why would you want to add USA at the end of it? Chanting, it, that's stupid. The idea is to support your team, get them amped up. So that they're rooting for them. It, it, it's a surprise how much difference that makes when you're on the court and, and uh, as an athlete. It really does help. And just be, and now all of a sudden we got to be politically correct. Well, you can't say, my goodness, we used to say all kinds of stuff to the other team. It was all, all part of the game. Uh, nowadays, it's got to be like, oh, the other side's so wonderful. You are great. You are great is what we're supposed to chant. Uh, no, it's a pretty depressing sporting event. Huh. All right, where was I? Oh, yeah, I do it after. Schools officials worry the chance could come across as intolerant and offensive to some, but parents see it differently as an expression of pride and acceptance. Well, the parents got it right. The schools got it wrong. They're, they have this notion that everything's supposed to be politically correct. Nobody's feelings can get hurt. That's an impossibility. And this thing right here, if you're siding with someone else, but th- those kids are the ones being affected by your decision. You're telling them that they're not allowed to root for their own team. I'm sorry, I don't care what someone... There's always going to be someone, one-tenth of one percent, that's going to take issue with absolutely everything in America. Everything. Should we stop doing all those things because one-tenth of one percent is offended by it? Uh, 
Sorry, that's not the kind of government I want. Mother Natalie Woodbury said, I want to chant USA because I want us to pull together and help, not because I want anybody to feel left out or not part of our country. District officials say they want to make clear that there is no ban on chanting USA. I'm glad that they will still allow our students to cheer for our country, said Mother Cody Santero. Oh, look. She has a Mexican or Hispanic name, and she's all, all good with it. You see, that's how it's supposed to work. Melting pot. She has. She may have a Hispanic name, but she's an American. All right, so the only reason that they backed off is because of the backlash. Obviously. But they're trying to say, we can't ban it, but... We have to discourage it. I don't know what they're going to do to the children. They can speak this way to the parents, but are they going to instruct the children through the coach? There's no chanting USA. Just, just saying. I know these people all too well. It's a chant, Burnell says, will continue to be about uniting, not dividing. We're all one. We all stand together as one. I just changed that. You did. <laughs> we all stand together as one together, she said. <laughs> that was worse. I know, but it's why I fixed it. I know, I liked it better the first time. Me too. The district says there has never been a complaint about USA chants at the school. Students say there's likely to be a lot of chanting at this Friday's football game, where the theme is USA Pride. Good for the students. Again, we need new faculty. They need to be fired. All of them. All their globalist, socialist, progressive, piece of crap, so-called educators. They are indoctrinators. As the president of the Association of Teachers in 1826 stated, we're not here to educate children we're here to indoctrinate them to understand that this rugged american individualism is stupid and the collective is more important the needs of the many over the needs of the one yes roddenberry was a communist all right cbs local students at high school in utah have a new reason to get to class on time each day they'll be keeping money in their pockets Stansbury High School in Salt Lake City has started cracking down on kids who are chronically late. According to reports, the students will first receive a warning for being late. A second offense will bring a $3 fine. The penalty goes up to $5 if the student continues to be tardy. Okay. How about this? How about I just drop out of school and go work for a living? When they started doing this stuff with me in the 70s, I was gone. I couldn't be bothered anymore. I had a a part-time job. I needed a full-time job. And... The, the school was just screwing with me and getting in my way. And I just, well, that's it. I've had enough. Start charging me to come to school late. I'm gone. Then you can't charge me with anything. Hell, you want to hurt them, do that. Pull your kids out of school. They get paid X amount per student per day they show up. That's why they don't want them to be late. And they want them to show up. And that's why they don't want charter schools. 
Although the charter they schools don't want get tra- paid it's too. still public schools. I know. They're taking money from the government. You have to answer to the government. You have to not take money from the government. And if you live in any state which says you homeschool, you have to teach to the test, the same stupid standard test that you want to pull the kids out from in the first place, move. Find a state that's more friendly to homeschooling because that's not homeschooling. That's telling the parents they got to teach just like we teach. That's why we're, they're not there. We don't want them to be taught by you. Why would I teach my child that way? It's stupid. My kid will think for itself. (sighs) (laughs) Brian, I love the the thing that gets me about this. Number one, why are all these kids being late to, if this is such a chronic problem, why? Because they hate school, like most kids. And public schools suck, that's why. Well, then that means that the parents are not paying attention to when their kids go to school or not. There's too many single parents. That's one of the biggest problems we have. And it's hard for women to be a mother and also be an employee. You've got to split your loyalties. It's really difficult. So that's uh, what I mean. I would never get away with this because, well, first of all, we went to private school. We went to Catholic school. Only for a few years. Stop saying that. I went to school for eight years. Oh, you were really out of it for a while. I went to, yeah, for eight years. Yeah. I was only in public school for four. But you came back into public school for the exact amount of time I did for military school. Right. But my mom was also a stay-at-home mom, so this we could never get away with being late to go to, to school. My so- mother worked full-time, and she was never around. And she worked nights as a bartender, so I was all alone at my house at night, and the only thing that kept me company was television while I did my homework. Well, that's what I'm saying. These kids don't have parents that are involved if they're going to be... If this is... It's a chronic problem if they're charging them. Either did I, but I didn't have a problem with tardiness or absenteeism or anything. I mean, I broke the rules where they were in my way. Like, you can't leave... You can't leave school grounds during lunch period. Why not? I'm going over to McDonald's to get myself some real food. Yeah, that's real food compared to what they serve in the cafeteria. Uh, and I, I, I just snuck out every time. I didn't. It wasn't even hard. It was like I was sneaky. It was the minute there was nobody paying attention. I just walked out the door that was at the back of the room of the of where we eat cafeteria. And then I walked over to McDonald's, sat down, and had myself a nice meal. Came back, walked in the same door, sat back down. Before the lunch period was over. Nobody ever knew anything. Nobody. I mean, the kids, some kids knew, but they weren't going to rat on me. And uh, I never got in any trouble for it. It was no big deal. Why, why, am I, I, why am I a prisoner suddenly? You can't leave. I can too. Watch me. Another reason I wasn't respecting most teachers, they couldn't even use the English language properly. No, I am not allowed under the rules of the school to leave the grounds. But I can do so anyway and risk the punishment that would come to me. It's called free will, and I still have it. And if you push me too hard, I go in the opposite direction just because I'm not going to do it your way. Stubborn as hell as a kid. Still are. Comes from this one. I'm just saying, public schools were already sucked when I was there in, in the 70s. 
why in God's name it's gotten so much worse that you put your kids there? More importantly, why are you wasting all this money on property taxes and rent for those idiots that are overpaid and aren't even doing their jobs? You're paying for it. It's your money. Oh, no, you rent. You don't think so. Your landlord pays property tax. Guess what? That's built into the renty charges. He's not there to be, he's not there to, you know, give away free housing. He's there to make a profit. So the cost gets passed on to you. So every time you think it's a good idea to vote for increased bill rates, because I don't own my own property, understand you might not like the fact that the the landlord's going to raise your rent. Didn't think that one through, did you? That's the problem with left-wing people. They don't think things through. They feel things and instantaneously galvanize a position. That's juvenile. Could everybody in this country please grow up? You can't... Government can't be nice to be. It's not their job. Our government's not supposed to be involved in our lives at all, as the Constitution was written. Nothing. No, nothing. That's not their job. Their job was foreign, not domestic. There was a few exceptions. Insurrection and uh, invasion. How is that well, we, We're being invaded constantly <laughs> yeah. from the border. We, they're doing nothing, nothing to stop it. They don't do their constitutional. What What do they do that's constitutional? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Collect taxes and make war. That's the only two things they do that are constitutional because every stinking bill they write has pork in it. That's money being redistributed around the states. There is no redistribution of wealth in the United States Constitution. In fact, they were vehemently against the notion of anything like that. And they experimented in in the United States with, well, in the colonies, with charters that had communist charters, where it was collectivist, where it was all... You know, all the food put in a central location. Everybody gets the same amount of food, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, well, that would be the pilgrims. Fifty About 50% died the first winter. And that would be Jamestown. And about 50% died the first winter. You know what happened after that first winter? After you go through something like that, you get a wake-up call. I'll tell you what happened. Everybody had their own private property. And whatever they whatever they did with their property, they got to keep. And then they prospered both places, both experiments, a long, long time ago. The Constitution of the United States is not a, a, a retrograde idea, socialism and communism and all the collectivist forms. That is failed philosophy that over history, if anybody studies, will understand that doesn't work. It just, it, the human nature you're not going to work as hard if you don't feel you're going to get all the things from your labor. And that takes people to be slackers. You get a few, a few slackers, and then the other people look at the slackers and go, why am I busting my backside? And that guy is sitting in a hammock. He's going to get the same amount of food I am. Screw that. I'm going to go sit in a hammock. And that's exactly what happened in both places. We just... Got to learn from history, ladies and gentlemen. It's, history is 
the key. Our founding fathers weren't the super wise, prescient people every choice to make them out looking into the future. They did no such thing. They looked into the past. They studied history, the governments of history, uh, what happened to them, how they fell. It wasn't like they just made things up and walked in. They, they were super educated people. And they knew that all this collectivism crap doesn't work. They left that behind. As, and so they did away with it. And like I said, they prospered. We, we should learn from that and stop going backwards when people are telling we're, we're going forwards. Progressive, forward. No. No. Retarded, backwards. There's nothing newer on the planet than our Constitution and the notion of the people actually running the government. Self-governing is what the Constitution made us. You can hear the other countries, we're laughing about it. Self-governing, stupid, ignorant, surf-sake, it could never work. Well, it's not working. Oh, it did work for, no, it did. When they said it wouldn't, we outshined everybody. We took off like a meteor, a meteor. And, we're, and we were still doing it until we started pecking away at it and going back towards collectivism and more government and blah, 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 blah. Mostly because of fears of whatever, X, Y, and Z. Uh, liberty comes at a price. You don't have an all-encompassing government to protect you. You have, you, you can't guaranteed you're going to be able to go to college. What kind of right is that? First of all, half the people that graduate from college are functional illiterates in this country. That study's already been done. They're not educating children. They're indoctrinating them. Look at millennials. Oh, what, the 99ers? What are they called? Uh, Wall Street? Uh, that's, Occupy. Yeah, Occupy Wall Street. Those stupid people. By the way, they're the same people. They're professionals now. The, all these things, you know, these protests and stuff, they're part of all of it. But they're they're paid. They're paid. They get money. Lots of it. Yep. They just change their name and change what they're wearing. Well, Soros has his hands in a lot of stuff in his country. But he also has his hands in a lot of stuff in other countries. And Europe is actually investigating him. I hope they bring him up on charges. That evil, globalist, socialist piece of crap. Hitler holdover. Father worked for Hitler. He was a Hitler youth. You're wondering why someone from where he comes from would be the way he is? Because he was indoctrinated at a young age. But... As usual, I have run out of time. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You listen to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. <laughs>